Thank you for joining us on another fabulous episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Mustache Banana Man over there. What's going on? What's happening? Hello, hello. This is Banana Man. Have you met him before? No, I haven't. This is he looks like he's up to no good, to be honest with you. Always. He is a sneaky little devil. Look at him. Look at him. Just look at those eyes. Very shifty. If you look close, you can see there's also a lovely bead jewelry. He's a thief, actually. Oh, wow. (laughs) He hides it behind his mustache. I kind of dig him. I kind of dig the vibe that he's bringing. He's pretty cool. All right, with my real co-host, Kirk. What's going on? Hello, hello. Oh, so many shenanigans. So many shenanigans. How about you? Always. Uh, It's good. All good in my neck of the woods. I mean, we've got... It's Tuesday night. PFB live stream, you know, feeling good. Date of recording uh, is Tuesday, May 25th. So in case anything crazy happens over the next couple of days, we are time stamping it so that we don't look dumb for not talking about it. Um, yes. <clears throat> that's that's the important thing is that we don't look dumb. Um, but yeah, lots going on. We've got a busy show. We've got a busy week of shows coming for you guys. We've got lots of news to catch you up on. We've got a movie, the biggest and hottest movie in the streaming world right now, a little film called Army of the Dead by Zack Snyder. We are going to be reviewing that film, um, which is a zombie movie, in case you couldn't tell from the title. It's yes. always fun to be back in the realm of, of zombie films. I think it's one of the top, I don't know, I feel like it's one of the top subgenres of film. Like they're like it's underneath the horror. It's its own genre underneath horror. You know, mm, yeah. I just really that's think true. it's. I really think it's up there. There's, there's. I don't know that there's a year that goes by without a zombie movie being made, and that's that's impressive. It's a true testament because you would think that it would be able to be overplayed, but people will come back to it time and time again because they just twist up just enough on the zombie timeline about yeah, what's they different about these zombies, and then you get. Army of the Dead, and now perceivably uh, a new franchise uh, coming out. Yeah, this. yeah, we'll get into all that. We'll get all into all that for sure. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun movie to review, as zombie movies always are. Like I said, we've got lots of news. We're also going to on the theme of zombies at the very end here. We are gonna do our schoolyard pick of zombie movies or TV shows. I want to call that out. It's basically like schoolyard pick of zombie media. Um, mm. So. That'll be a fun one. We did back in back when Zombieland 2 came out, we did top five celebrity zombie apocalypse partners, which was yes. super fun, like who you could partner up with uh, in the zombie apocalypse. And that was a blast. That was a blast. But this will be good too. And I don't know. What else should we talk about? I mean, we had a busy weekend. It was my birthday over the weekend. Not to, yeah, not to plug that, but... 28 and feeling great. That's that's where we're at right now. Um, <clears throat> the world is returning back to normal a little bit, I realized this weekend. I went to go play golf and didn't have to wear a mask in the clubhouse. So I was like, it was like fully vaccinated. People can take off masks and mm-hmm. took my son to his first movie ever in theaters awesome. uh, to see Raya and the Last Dragon, which is a movie he loves. And that was super fun. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Things are looking up, Kirk. For the first time in a long time, things are really looking up. Yeah, it's it. it you kind of feel like you have literally the immunity idol, like in Survivor, yes. when you walk into stores now, uh, where you can uh, decide if you want to wear a mask or not. You you say, you know what, I I am vaccinated, and there aren't that many people here. 
I shall take my mask off and you walk right. through like a king or a queen. And it's pretty fantastic. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that, getting to see people's faces again. It's pretty incredible. It is. It's well, there are parts of it that are incredible. First of all, when I enter, I like to dramatically remove my mask and swing it around my head like oh. a cowboy's lasso just to really, just to really make a dramatic entrance. I think that's kind of the way to go. Um, <laughs> That's what the move I've been favoring lately, but I will say like, I am equal parts happy that the world is returning to normal and annoyed that the, the world is returning to normal because the other night I got a DoorDash delivery and the person waited at my door. Like it was pre pandemic. And I was oh, like, no. No, 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 no. I think before we go too much farther into this post pandemic world, we need to have an honest conversation as a society about the things that we want to return and the things that we want to stay away. Cause I'll tell you right now, having to meet someone at the door to get my food is at the top of the list of things I want to stay the way that it was during the pandemic. Correct. I hate it. I hate it. And it caught me totally off guard. So the person rings my doorbell, I'm expecting them, you know, they just drop it. I check the ring and they're just standing there. Well, I've, I'm a mess. Like I've got my kids, they're, they're running around. My dogs are barking. It's like a whole thing. And it took mm -hmm. me like two minutes to get to the door. I'm like, they're going to leave with, with my your food. food. <laughs> I just, I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And, um, had a pizza guy the other night, just in case you were wondering, I eat fast food apparently every mm. night. <laughs> yeah. This is all, this has all happened within like the last week. But, uh, <laughs> it, it even said it was like your delivery will be contactless. And I was like, sweet music's my ears, no interactions with human beings, got it. And he waited there and he was not wearing a mask. And I was like, what are we doing? Just leave it at my door. Please leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody ever. You know, I, I don't utilize enough the microphone on my ring doorbell. And I feel like I've had some similar oh, yeah. experiences recently too, where I'm just going to say, leave it on the porch. You I've tried animal. that, dude. I feel really? like they never. I feel like they never hear it, or they're like confused. I don't know. It like disorients people. Oh, I think you have to be pretty loud. Yeah, because sometimes I try to scare my wife on the ring doorbell, and this is <laughs> nice. this is a confession. She's gonna listen to this uh, and not know it because I'm like blagada, 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 and she doesn't <laughs> hear me. I've come because I've tried it so many times. Now I'm ready. You have to be super loud. So okay. the the next time that I catch her opening the front door to peek out at the weather, I'm gonna I'm gonna scream as loud as I can, and hopefully alarm her but so when you're telling them you have to scream as loud as you can just like in home alone Leave it. <laughs> like i'm the onceler uh, yes on the lorax just like dropping a bucket down or like dropping a what's it a whisper phone down my window mm -hmm. and being like get out of here that's right oh uh, yeah that would definitely be high on my list of things i don't want to return to pre-pandemic mode i think other things well i mentioned we went to disney world during the yes. pandemic and the Everybody stands six feet apart in line is kind of awesome. Because I love when that. It's, when it's hot outside, I don't want a bunch of randos like all over me. And people are crazy in those lines, man. They're animals. They're like yeah. on top of you as if the closer they get means less time. I mean, maybe a fraction of a second is what you earn by being closer. I, I just don't understand. I, I would like to let's just keep the lines on the ground and be like, hey, this isn't personal or this isn't like 
social distancing for safety. This is just get out of my grill. Yes. Because it's hot and I don't want to be near you. Okay. How about that? I, I think it is a different kind of safety to, to reduce the number of fights in Disney World right? and Disneyland. That's just a statistic that they don't give us. And I feel like it's probably much higher. I think so too. I think so too. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things I don't want to return to pre-pandemic. Uh, very busy schedules, extracurriculars for kids. Like yeah. I know they need yeah. it, but oh, we're about to start that up. And I'm like, no, I know the busy schedules. Yeah. It's I got like, a little anxious about that the other day. I had a full weekend this weekend and I was like, what social obligations? What is happening? Mm -hmm. I feel like a fish out of water. And, um, one just popped into my head. Oh, uh, curbside pickup. That has to stay. That has to stay. Curbside, Absolutely. curbside for everything. If any of these stores chicken out and go back, I, I will be against it 100%. Mm -hmm. It has to stay because I I just don't want to get dressed and leave my house. I just want to wear like socks and sandals and stay in my car with the yes. music and the air conditioning. That's what I want. Yes. You come to me. I pay you. I leave you. I never see you again. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying. Like point of this conversation is we as a collective unit, there needs to be almost like an election of sorts and not like a political one, but just one that they spring on everybody where they're like, all right, here's a list of 10 activities. You can vote to have it go back to the way it was pre pandemic or keep it the way that it was during the pandemic. And then we all vote and then society moves on. That's, that's what I'm proposing. I would vote for that. I fear for the dumb people in the world that they would vote the wrong things in. Yeah. Um, but we have to try. We have we to do. try. We do. I don't want the DoorDasher waiting at my door. I can't have it. That is like, that cannot happen again. The moral I can't live like this. of this episode is do not, do not let the DoorDasher Please, stay and linger. Just drop it and leave me alone. If I want to get my food off the porch in 30 minutes when I've woken up from a nap in the middle of the day, then I need to have the freedom to do that. Okay. That's just, you get to nap in the middle of no, the day? No, I don't. That's more, that's a fantasy. That's not oh, real. Man. I never do that. Previous previous lives. I know. Naps. Yep. Maybe naps can come back. Maybe we can vote naps in. Siestas. See, this is just we yes. should just use this as an opportunity to make wholesale changes to our societal norms. When like, I learned as a freshman in high school Spanish that the Hispanic community gets to take a nap in the middle of the day. I just I just looked around the room and I said, why? Why are we not doing this? This is brilliant. Productivity goes on. Yeah, they've uh, got it figured out. Me mental health goes up because you're resting. You're being, you can sleep off whatever stress you had in the first half of the day. Come back. Everyone's, everyone's you know, you know they got their, their moods out. They're ready to go. This is what we need, a real siesta in the afternoon. I agree. Other cultures have it right. American American culture, if you can call it that, is jacked up. We got yes. we we don't value anything like naps. We don't value maternity and paternity leave. We get like no time for that stuff. Like yeah. they, they take like months long sabbaticals and stuff. Yeah, in Europe. Like what are we doing? Almost We're a year. We're working ourselves to death. I mean, here. guys, if you're just tuning in, yes, this is a movie review podcast. But these are the things <laughs> that we want to see. Things. These things affect movies and affect lives and our right. lives and your life. So just just stay with us because we're gonna get to zombie smashing, killing in a little bit with I think this I'm movie. I, I just I had to get on my soapbox for a little bit there. <laughs> it was I'm, necessary. I'm all right with it. I'm all right. All right. With that, let's talk about movie news, shall we? Let's talk about let's, movie and television news. Let's pop it up. Do it. 
All right, this is what's popping. What's popping in the movie industry? I've got a couple of trailer reactions, which are my favorite. I love a good trailer reaction. Um, first up on the docket is a trailer that has been highly, highly, highly anticipated for a little film called Marvel's Eternals. Kirk, Marvel's Eternals, which is really the first new property I feel in in phase four so we get a whole new cast of characters this movie comes out in November it was supposed to come out last year and we finally got our first real look at it directed by recently minted Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao and boasting a cast that includes Jimma Chan Richard Madden uh, Angelina Jolie Salma Hayek uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Kumail Nanjiani, Kit Harrington. Um, this cast is stacked, and this movie has a very unique vibe to it. Kirk, I want to get your reaction to the Eternals trailer. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving that you're playing it again because I probably watched it eight times today. Yes. Like, no joke. No joke, no less, because there are so many things happening in here that we haven't seen. And what a testament to the Marvel Cinematic Universe when we have seen them reinvent the characters and their worlds and to drop this on us. How fantastic. Another thing that this gives us a taste of is that we know that these Eternals are from all time, from the beginning of time, but seemingly, you know, that they've yes. been watching, uh, watching the world go by and interfering only when they need to. And it's pretty neat because we could have gotten a really stoic ancient period piece and they said no we're right here with you uh endgame just happened because they reference uh tony stark's death and captain america's departure in the yep. trailer so we know where we're at uh, i'm sure we'll have flashbacks but this trailer is really incredible and shout out to richard madden throughout this entire thing because he is my absolute favorite yeah i love so much about this trailer uh really i love that um, first of all, I love that Chloe Zhao's fingerprints are all over this thing. I mean, those those natural textures, those natural landscapes and colors, um, that's her. And I love to see it because I think that's what was done so well in Nomadland and what I was most excited to see her bring to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm very excited about that. Um, excited about our cast, which is just, it's so cool i mean there's yeah. this is such yeah. an interesting mix of people to have in a cast i remember when the announcements were coming out i was like man they are being very thoughtful about the way that they're pulling this movie together and they they're looking for very specific types of people which is exactly what chloe Zhao has said in all of her pre-materials but um i'm excited for eternals i'm excited for this movie uh they're this is going to open up for people. Maybe I'll make a quick video about Eternals for people who are like interested in it, because I think this is going to open up a really interesting box for the Marvel cinematic universe and get into the lore. Um, it would be impossible for them to have the Eternals movie without talking a little bit more about Thanos because Athena, uh, the character played by Angelina Jolie, who I think doesn't say a single word in this trailer actually um, is actually Thanos's cousin. 
and Thanos is born to Eternals parents, but has the deviant trait. So there's just some really interesting things that are going to come up here. You know, we're going to have to figure out like, hey, when all that Infinity War stuff was going on, where were these guys? And right. um, I think there will be good explanations for all that stuff. But overall, just stoked with the new feel of this. And I, I couldn't be more thrilled with the trailer personally. It's everything that I want. And I cannot believe I still have to wait what... November fifth. November fifth. Four is... more months. I guess three and a half. I heard, in a give or take. Give yeah. Or so take. I mean, it's practically Ugh. June, right? Yes. So then, June, July, August, September, October. Oh, it's like five. I'm, I was wrong. I can't do math. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we got five months. We got five months. That's a worse. Oh, that's worse news, Cam. I, it I is wanted worse. it to be less. But we are like a month and change away from Black Widow. So, and yeah, that's true. like two weeks away from Loki. So okay. we're, All right. we'll, we'll get through it, Kirk. We'll, we'll power through. It's going to be okay. Um, so that's Marvel's Eternals. That is definitely one to keep your eyes peeled for because I think it's going to be Wait, very interesting. Did you, say, did you say keep your eyes peeled? Hold on. Oh, let's bring him back. Let's bring him back. Where's he at? There your, he your is. He's peeled? definitely got his eyes peeled. Look at that. Is the mustache attached to Mr. Banana Man? Oh, absolutely. It's okay. not going. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a part of him. He's really an interesting guy. It, it's it is interesting to me that that thing was like factory assembled somewhere in that exact way. It's really it's really quite oh, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna hold on to him for the rest of the episode. Would that make you feel comfortable? I think it will make me worried? very uncomfortable. Oh, look at the way that he's looking at me right now. It's really. It's really weirding me out. Gonna get you. <laughs> okay, I got another trailer reaction to, to throw your way, Kirk. This is also an interesting project. Um, for those of you who are aware of the director, Edgar Wright, the guy behind Shaun of the Dead, the guy behind Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the guy behind... Uh, what's the... Baby Driver. Uh, yep. All kinds of good, crazy, eccentric movies. We get a new film. Trailer just dropped today. The movie's called Last Night in Soho, and I was today years old when I learned that this is a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had, for some reason, that totally slipped my gaze, and this trailer, which is playing right now on the screen for those of you watching on the stream, totally freaked me out. It totally spooks me. Kirk, uh, what's your reaction to, to this trailer? Yeah, I knew that it was going to be eerie, uh, and as it progressed, I was like, okay, it's a it's a weird out there thriller. And yeah, I, I also was shocked. There's a moment in this trailer coming shortly where a hand like bursts through the floor and grabs. Oh. I was like, horror! This is a horror movie, and we're going down. This I've never seen anything quite like this. No. Uh, both both very inventive films uh, trailers that we're getting this week. I don't know what to make of it. I like it. I'm horrified of it and I want to see it, uh, but I have a lot of questions and maybe that's exactly what Edgar Wright wants us to have right now. Yeah, I think definitely more questions than answers about this one. Um, this movie has a really interesting cast, including Thomas and McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy. So Thomas and McKenzie backing up, uh, you would probably most know her from Jojo Rabbit. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, of course, is Queen's Gambit from the Queen's Gambit. So mm -hmm. uh, it also has Matt Smith. It has, 
are our guys who played the Weasley uh, twins, uh, George and whoever the other Fred. Wow, I have no idea. They're in this movie. That that part of the trailer yeah, is nuts. Spooky. They freeze it, and there's this creepy music behind it, and they it breaks like glass, but slowly in not even a Hitchcockian way. It's just like super eerie. I don't know what, what it's drawing from, or if Edgar Wright, or the maybe it was the actual uh, trailer editor. Um, I, I just it's so creepy. Like we talked a lot about when um, Doctor Sleep came out, how we were yeah. gonna you know pee our pants. This this could happen. This really yeah, yeah. could happen in this movie. It could movie. be up on the pee your pants meter just because it seems like the thrills are going to be really slow played and like they're going to get their money's worth. <laughs> like they're going to build it up slowly. Uh, yeah, I, this movie leaves me with so many questions because you've got Thomas and McKenzie seemingly bouncing back and forth between the past and the present. Like basically she's like gets to pay the past a visit or rather the past is visiting her. And so she gets to live like through this other person, which is the Anya Taylor joy personality. And there starts to be this blurring of lines between that reality and her reality. It just has a really freaky feel, but I love the aesthetic. I'm very intrigued about the story. It is written by Edgar Wright and directed by Edgar Wright. The dude does not miss. I mean, very rarely does he miss and he he has like if you were looking at his portfolio like in actors you'd be like wow this this dude has incredible range i think it's really interesting when directors hop over different genres they do comedies they do horror they do all these different things um and edgar wright is right there i mean he's one of the he's one of the top filmmakers that we have so this is a must see in 2021 excellent excellent we beautifully said that's last night in Soho. If you want to find out more about that movie, uh, Kirk posted something on social today about it. So go check that out. What's the other Weasley twins, brother? Am I losing my mind? Is it George and Fred? I thought it was. I thought you okay, were exactly okay, right. Okay. I, Weasley brother Yeah, just twins. Google it. I'm losing my mind over here. They are Fred and George Weasley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Close one. I was like... Don't want to tick off the Harry Potter people. That would be bad. Um, no, they'd shut our podcast down. They'd be like, you're done. You don't even know the Weasley twins. <laughs> but those guys are in there. Um, okay, next up. Man, this one. This one. Come with me and you'll be in a world of Timothy Shavalamading Dong. That's where we're going, Kirk. Take me there. Take me there, Cam. <laughs> It sounds like your favorite place on, on this planet, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, that's just uh, that's just my sarcasm on overdrive. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> to anyone who didn't pick up on my weird singing and reference, Timothy Chalamet has been cast in a Willy Wonka origin story called Wonka, and he will play the titular role, Willy Wonka himself your reaction to this kirk boo that's all I okay have. let's be let's be let's be objective though too <laughs> if you can if you can. I cannot not, okay all right that's fair <laughs> i cannot be objective to this uh how can how can you take gene wilder's performance which is perfect in this film and try to make a younger version of it like did we not learn our mistakes from 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp? Like, come on. This is this is awful. Yeah, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies with Johnny Depp were bizarro. Delights. Were there two? Yeah, wasn't there? Oh my goodness, I had no idea. No, no, am I am I making this up? Did I say movies? You I, did, but you could on. be correct. No, I don't think I don't think I am. Oh my gosh. Please don't let no, there, there be was two. just there was just the one, right? Oh, thank goodness. 2005. I don't think there was a sequel. Oh, thank goodness. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. My brain my brain uh, freaked out there for a second. But That's that okay. Movie, that movie is very odd. And um, it's hard to know exactly what they were going for. The Oompa Loompas, for me, ruined that movie. I, like Ranjit from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> the same actor. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. It's very bizarre that they're all the same person. Um, this is one of those movies that was like pretty well received from a critical standpoint, but it's just a really tough watch mm-hmm. in general. I don't really know why. It's just like, it's very bizarre. So you've got that movie. You've got the classic Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is among my favorites of all time. It's, I've, yes. I've talked about it at length on this podcast. I think that performance by Gene Wilder is tops i just yes. think it is just unbelievably iconic and and just even looking at this picture it just brings back so many warm fuzzies i just think it's brilliant so it's hard to know like what do you do with this that makes it work okay, i'm having a hard time picturing a scenario in which this works um now the director of the film is the director of paddington which is one of the most critically well-received movies ever <laughs> oddly enough the which? paddington movies do incredibly well um, from a critical standpoint. So I, I just don't know. Do you go with a totally different aesthetic? Does the aesthetic have to feel familiar? It has to feel at least similar because it's based on book. So people who have read the Roald Dahl book, which is a lot of people uh, through the years, will be expecting a certain aesthetic. But I feel like it has to somehow distance itself from the Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp movies because it just has to, I feel like it has to feel totally different. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's one of these projects where you hear it and you're like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. who is this for? Why did you guys decide that this was the time to do it? Like, is there that much money to be had for a Wonka origin story that's not really linked to any other i don't know there's just more questions than answers on this one and it's not even close the only way i could see this working is that there's there his name isn't really willy wonka a okay so it's like better call saul it's like better call saul exactly (laughs) exactly and we see tim chalamet walk through this horrid wretched awful life and the only uh, just sliver of hope in his life is candy and he okay. murders people, and he... <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I was is, expecting. He is a con artist, and he goes into witness protection, and all of a sudden, he becomes Willy Wonka, which no one has ever seen his face and what he looks like mm-hmm. until, of course, the Golden Ticket Challenge. So Yeah, there's I, like I, almost I, a... Uh, <laughs> there's almost like an end of Joker movie yes. scene. <laughs> He's like the king of the Oompa Loompas. He's got chocolate smeared on his face. He's like standing in a field of edible grass. <laughs> yes, just like eating it and losing Dude, his I'm, mind. Dude, I'm there for it. Let's just get super dark. Let's like, 
I don't know. Let's let's like hire Rob Zombie to direct the movie. <laughs> let's just get super weird. Um, yeah, that, I mean, but but seriously, I think the point that you're illustrating is an important one, despite the silliness. Which is like, how do you even make this work? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe they will. And, and there have certainly been movies I'm wrong about before, but I just feel like this has bad idea written all over it to me. And it's not yes. even the casting; it's just the film concept itself, in my opinion. So. Keep your eyes peeled for that. I don't actually know what the details are in terms of release date, but production hasn't started, so it'll be it'll be a bit it'll be a bit. So we'll be talking about it more for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you like it or not, Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, next up, this is an interesting one. Again, it's 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 filed in that same category of like, how do we feel about this? Are we okay with this? Highlander. We're getting a Highlander remake. Um, with Henry Cavill in the in the star role, and I know I know Kirk. Uh, this is the, the exact contrary to the Timothy Chalamet. You're a huge Henry Cavill guy, um, so I, I'm interested to get your take on this. Does does this do anything for you? A Highlander remake with Henry Cavill? Well, I mean, obviously the the elephant in the room, gosh, <laughs> is that there can only be one. And that Henry is true. Cavill, is not Christopher Lambert. And but that being said, let's before we talk about my reaction to that specifically, can we just marvel at the fact that Henry Cavill has his hands in literally every single oh, major franchise. We've got the Sherlock Holmes series, we've got The Witcher, we've got Highlander now, we have uh Mission Impossible, we have did I say The Witcher? You said uh, The Witcher, Superman. Superman, that's of it. course. I mean, what I mean, that's five major huge IPs. Cultural um, just dominating franchises yep. in, in literature and film. And, and you're, he's just, he's not going to stop. He's going to take everyone's ticket. Just kind of put that out there just to remind people if anyone is like sleeping on Henry Cavill, he is dominating. It's time to everything. wake up. That's right. Wake up. But him taking on this role, it fits. Honestly, it fits. I can see this being a fun ride. And the Highlander movies are just a depiction, a snapshot, a time capsule of 1980s film. So if they can correct this, you know, generally decent storyline to make it a little bit more exciting, I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, you know, you, you, Sean Connery is in the first one. I think the second one, they made him actually an alien, and then they retconned it in the third one. There was a TV series as well to this, and it's Excellent. a wild wild franchise <laughs> uh, there are there are some big diehards on this uh the diehard fans but i think that this is a great resurrection of this role uh how do you feel have you seen highlander before uh yes i have i have it's one of those mo- it's a, sort of a rite of passage of sorts yes. i think for anyone who really enjoys movies i like the way that you described it um to answer your question on how i feel like we we actually talked about this over the weekend and you were like what do you think henry cavill uh highlander and i was like eh. and you were like oh you don't like the henry cavill casting i was like no i just don't like this idea at all like i just well i wouldn't even do it i would i like i wouldn't remake this movie i don't understand why um but listen i know that that's going to ruffle feathers because like you said there are people out there there are highlander people and they're all over it i always think of uh talladega nights the legend of ricky bobby when he's like highlander what it won the it won the oscar and sasha baron cohen's like for what he's like for best movie ever made (laughs) (laughs) and then at the end of the movie sasha baron cohen's character is like 
I watched the Highlander. It sucked. And so that's what I think of every time. But seriously, I just like, it is a very specific movie from a very specific time. And I don't understand why we're revisiting this. I really don't. Dude, Christopher Lambert, he is a strange soul. I mean, you could not have that actor be successful in today's world. Um, shout out to my uh, one of my professors at EIU. Absolutely loves Highlander in his previous home. <laughs> had a, a what was called the Highlander room. He has like a, rep, a replica of the sword. It looks super awesome in person. Um, I don't think anyone's allowed to touch, to touch it. I would no. love to be able to hold it. Um, but maybe he's highlander maybe he's actually the yeah, highlander could be. He my is professor the one. yes wow that's so. that's hilarious i love i love things like that that just have like a cult like following for no reason i mean yeah. like not for no reason there there are things to like about that movie i'm not saying it's complete garbage but i'm just like it's so funny what people attach themselves to and i i just i'm here for it just like yeah. live your truth love love the things that you love it's i'm, I'm all about it yes all right a couple of quick hitters can we do some quick hitters here do it all right knives out too we've talked about it for the last two weeks but we have one last well i say last the one trickling in piece of casting news is that kate hudson has been added to the cast and this is you know this is the one that feels like a little bit out of left field for the cast i feel like based on the trajectory they were on but i'm so here for it what's your reaction to kate hudson and knives out too big fan of kate hudson uh she's been kind of uh off the radar with films uh, recently so pretty exciting to see honestly the entire uh russell um goldie Hawn, uh fam you know <laughs> to, to to come to come out uh, swinging yeah. so it's exciting i i'm not i'm not bummed about this i'm not confused about it i think she has some incredibly uh, in- incredible acting chops, especially with comedy, and I think that her sarcasm is going to play very well in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good one. It should be good. Uh, Watch her be like this ridiculously dramatic role that we've never <laughs> seen her in. After I've yeah, stated that, they like totally cast her way outside of a in a different <laughs> range than we've ever seen before. Uh, I'd be here for that too. Um, Dune. We've talked a little bit about Dune. Dune is expected to be huge. I mean, you've seen the cast list. You know it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who is, you know, in my opinion, like the hottest actor in the game or director in the game right now. So I feel like that's huge. And this is expected to be a giant franchise, huge sci-fi universe um, from the novels by Frank Herbert. And when it was announced uh, late last year that that HBO Max was doing the released on HBO Max same day as in theater stuff and Dune was on that list. Denis Villeneuve and people involved with that movie flipped their lid and were like, heck no, that is not okay. And so that decision has been reversed and Dune is now going to premiere exclusively in theaters and not on HBO Max, um, which will be this December when when that actually comes to be. So if you want to catch Dune, your HBO Max subscription will not be the price of admission. You will have to go to a theater to check it out. Bravo. He won the he won the fight. He won the fight. Listen, if I'm Warner, I'm like, yeah, we don't want to tick off Denis Villeneuve. This guy is like the guy right now and making tons of incredible movies. So, yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's make him happy. Let's and, and the fans will go see it. I'll, I mean, I'll be there. And I think it's a movie. These big sci fi epics. You would want to see it in theaters anyway. Would I watch it at home? Absolutely. Would I want to see it in theaters also? Definitely. So it's just uh, one of those things. And I think that uh, the numbers will speak for themselves whenever that one 
eventually comes out. Yes. Two other quick hitters. There is a there is a show, a limited series coming out starring Elizabeth Olsen uh, called Love and Death, uh, based on a true story about a, a 1980 axe murder where someone, a woman, uh, killed her best friend with an axe. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen will be playing that woman, and Jesse Plemons has been cast to star alongside Elizabeth Olsen in that series coming to HBO Max. Love and Death. Whoa. So if that sounds intriguing, keep keep your eyes peeled. I'm certainly intrigued by by at least those two cast members who are both incredible actors who are way 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 on the rise. I think they would be on the list of like hottest up and coming people. Oh, and definitely, definitely. I think that uh, I will be shocked if Jesse Plemons doesn't also kill people in this show. Uh, oh, because it would he's, be shocking. It would be shocking because he's terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying. No, he did play a detective in a movie recently. Um, oh, it was that. Um, the Denzel movie wasn't he a cop in that? The little things? Yes. No. Just kidding. I don't know what he was a cop. No, he. In but he was a cop in something. Um, oh no. Kirk. Well, whatever up. it was, Look he up. was a he was a, a good guy for once, and I was like, what? Jesse Plemons? You're like, this isn't okay. You're 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 just creepy. You know, you're the you're guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah, you're supposed to haunt my dreams with every waking moment. Yeah, that you're you a have. sociopath, right? Oh no! What is it? And then I... there was the "I'm thinking of ending things." That movie was creepy, and he was oh. in that. Judas and the Black Messiah. That's, that's what it was. What it was. Yeah, that's yeah, what it you're was. right. And that came out right around the time of the little things, so that's why. And it was also on HBO Max. So yes, it's just all all the movies are just one universe. They're all linking together. Yeah, you were like, "I'm watching you, Jesse Plemons." Mm-hmm. And I guess depending on your perspective on that movie, he may not be a bad guy, but I think the point, or he may not be a good guy, but he wasn't terrifying. And that's the key because he's right. usually a dream haunting role that keeps you awake at night. Dude. I know. I can't, I can't hardly look at him. I'm like, I don't trust you. You need to get out of here. <laughs> okay. Next one. This one's a little bit funny. CW's Powerpuff Girls show. <laughs> they saw the pilot and they said, Nope, that ain't it. And they were reworking it. They threw it directly in the garbage, and they said, "Let's let's run it back." So yeah. For those of you who are, who are eagerly anticipating the live-action Powerpuff Girls show, it's gonna be a minute. It's gonna be a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, I I took a week off work for the premiere, so now I gotta move. I know you my... gotta move your PTO. That's embarrassing. <laughs> They're like, but, "Why do you have to move it?" Oh, no reason. Hey, no reason. Don't worry about it. About the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> this is super mean okay i'm just gonna preface that this is super mean but my first thought was how crappy does your pilot have to be to not clear the bar at the cw you know what i'm saying like <laughs> these are the people behind some truly miserable shows and oh my goodness they brought in the pilot and those guys were like nope this ain't it chief run it back I am shocked and appalled. I would love to see that pilot. We need to we need to hunt it down because it has to be just awful. I mean, so bad. I mean, this this is pretty embarrassing. The actors that are in this, like, 
they've been in some real roles before. I, I just, I'm just a little baffled. I'm just a it's, little baffled. You don't hear about it every day. My, I have to assume that what happened was they got one look at live action Mojo Jojo, which is <laughs> for those of you not acquainted with the show, is a monkey with his brain floating in a tank above his head, and they, they were like, nope. <laughs> I have to think that's what it was. They should have had uh, Tim Roth uh, when he was in. <laughs> You know the uh, the the Planet of the Apes when he had all the full makeup. It should have just been Tim Roth in that makeup no, again. It, with the brain. it could have been him. It, I was gonna say it could be Andy Serkis. That's the yes. obvious choice. Like you're right. That's what they probably did. They saw the pilot. They said, "Come back to us when you have Andy Serkis." <laughs> all right, we'll we'll reconsider it then. <laughs> they're actually reformatting it as a limited series on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna like crudely paste in uh vague scenes of caesar from the planet of the apes series <laughs> of him like saying lines that could apply to whatever's going on in the show yes oh man oh lord no we have we must at all costs like reddit i'm begging you all of you crazy reddit hackers and trolls please come out from your lair and find the powerpuff girls pilot so we can all feast our eyes on it because it, it, it's got to be just truly terrible one day one day we will get one it. day all right that's all i got no more quick hitters that sounds good let's pop it up one last time thank you for listening to this episode of popcorn for breakfast our executive producer is ryan spriggs and our original music is by rhetoric you can check them out on spotify apple music and amazon music we are on facebook at popcorn the number four breakfast as well as twitter and instagram at pfb underscore podcast Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcorn4breakfast.com. We'll see you next time. Popcorn.